Hey everybody, this is Neeris from Misab Team and you're listening to our podcast, NSU Talks. More people than ever are building cool stuff online and reaching out to a broader audience, so we decided to do the same and reach out to our lovely students to discuss the ideas, opportunities and the activities happen around Northumbria University and the Students' Union. Today, we got two guests with us and I'll let them introduce themselves. So I'm Sarah Louise and I'm the Wellbeing Coordinator based in the Students' Union. I'm Brian Collins, I'm a police officer within the Northeast Regional Organised Crime Unit. Thanks guys for being uh, on this podcast and taking out from last episode, this episode is going to be a bit of a connection from there. So let's get into it. But before, yes, I remember, before we get into it, traditionally we asked our guest a riddle and they, they have to answer it. But if they can't answer it, it follows on to the next episode and we give out the answer today. So I'm going to ask you guys, hear me out. I have branches but no fruit, trunk or leaves. What am I? Bunk. Well, there you go. That was quick. Yeah, good one. Right. Okay. Let's let's get into today's episode then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Right. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That is all right. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you want to say about, a bit about your role? Uh, and then my role, I said I'm a police constable. I'm affiliated to Northumbria Police, but I work within what's called the Northeast Regional Organised Crime Unit. That c- covers Northumbria Police, Durham Police and um, Teesside, Cleveland Police. We're there basically to deal with regional issues and I am an engagement officer now and we try to keep people safe and prepared for all things to, related to economic crime. That can be anything from someone turning up at your door, trying to you know, swindle you out of your money, offering to do your, your guttering or your driveway um, when they've got no intention of doing that but they just want to get the money off you all the way up to let's be honest what's becoming more prevalent um, is the cybercrime aspect of things being done online things being done over telephones smartphones um, social media we're about trying to get the message out there try and keep people safe try and keep their information safe so it's like more of prevention work you are doing or, or like you help out uh, the people who are already affected by it yes the, the three P's are that there's the prevent side which is trying to keep people on the right path trying to stop them from getting involved with these criminal groups and organizations or criminal activity in general Her side if, if the worst happens what can we do to mitigate that and, and the protect is trying to empower people if, if you get that dodgy email if you get that dodgy phone call or that dodgy person at your front door the pub or the club or whatever it may be offering you a deal that's too good to be true that's like well make sure that you are empowered to know how to deal with that you're from uh sunderland Yes. So when when you hear uh, the name Newcastle, what what first thing comes to your mind? I'm in my f- mid forties now. Sunderland born and bred. I I moved to Newcastle a few years ago. Been visiting Newcastle, obviously since I was a kid. Even though I'm from Sunderland, everybody still thinks I'm a Geordie anyway. But people associate us with I think the football team. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing that people mention is the nights out at the be- and and the drinking and the partying and the, the clubs and all that kind of thing. I think in recent years, I mean the fact that Newcastle is a two university city. Yeah. It has become a bit more cosmopolitan. Is that the word? Diverse. Diverse. Yeah. There there is more of a, a student population. The improvements in the university and the standards in the university. I think people are starting to look at it a bit more favourably. So yeah, I think the. The diverse nature of what's going on up here and we've got some beautiful places so i think it is improving i think it's not just me and football and partying yeah definitely there's there's nothing wrong with that of course (laughs) yeah if you ask me about it like first impression i would say it's a very young city each university got about like 25 to thirty thousand students studying into like each campus what about yourself sir lewis what do you think 
Um, I'm originally from West Yorkshire, and uh, people are known uh, in West Yorkshire to be quite friendly and outgoing and things like that but it does tend to get notched up a lot when you come up to the northeast like they're so friendly you're like wow <laughs> found that a lot of people that I've met a lot of my friends come up for university they've studied and then they've stayed because it is beautiful so it's kind of got everything going for it you mentioned the friendliness thing we were at the We Fight Fraud conference earlier in the year in London on the South River Bank and um, we were there for two nights. Well, I would get up in the morning and go for a walk. My colleague would get up in the morning and go for a run. Up here, you see people in the morning getting the paper, getting the coffee, whatever. You'd say good morning, hello, all the rest of it. Did it down in London and they were terrified of us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the friendliness thing, uh, uh, yeah, def- uh, it's something I've always taken for granted being from the northeast. But I just thought it was something everybody did, but apparently not. <laughs> oh yeah, my uh, my father has just um, moved back from Kuwait, and he's not used to anyone talking to you if you're a stranger. <laughs> and then he was waiting with my son to get something from the butchers, and someone came up and started talking to him about Newcastle United, and he's like, I don't follow football, and he's like, but we've got to do better this season, don't you think? And he's like, I've got no clue. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I realised that uh, friendliness thing as well, because before I was uh, living in London, then I slowly moved to Manchester, and now I'm in Newcastle. So, like, the transition, uh, like, I, I really can feel the friendliness, yeah. Was there a big difference from London to Manchester and then Manchester to the northeast? I think, yes, it was. It was, yeah. Um, London is very fast-paced, as you can see, like, people don't stop for anyone. It's just, like, always money, money, money. And then when I moved to Manchester, it was, like kind of very chilled out vibe and people are actually stopped to say like hi to you and mm-hmm. then greet you like moved to Newcastle up north and then uh, I found more friendlier than Manchester so yeah <laughs> uh, you really can see nice it. it's, pro- it's probably a good thing that you did the stop over in Manchester yeah. so you had like a bit of a transition <laughs> could you imagine going from London straight up to Newcastle yeah that- <laughs> That would have been very overwhelming for me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about more of uh, uh, fraudulent things going around uh, the city. My friends, uh, like some of my friends, do get like text messages and mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes emails saying like, okay, SMS saying there's been attempt of moving uh, around three thousand quid from your account, but he he doesn't have three thousand quid in uh, in his any of his accounts. So like mm-hmm. that was click on this link, and then I said, oh no, stop. If you don't have any money and if it wasn't you like why why do you want to click yeah. on the link so like tell me more about how how the these things works and like how to prevent you like okay. what to do fraud's huge um in the uk you're more likely statistically to be a victim of fraud than any other type of crime one in three of every reported crimes is a fraud what fraud is essentially is is telling a lie in order to get something out of someone so you get the email or you get the the text or the sms or the the online message and it says oh you know someone's been trying to get in your bank account and transfer your money over to over to this new bank account to keep it safe kind of thing even if you don't send any money over the fraud is still committed and people don't realize that so you read that email that text that message whatever or you hear that lie then the fraud is complete a lot of people don't realize that this that that should be reported people think again it should a few of the issues are that it should be reported straight to the police we are the only country in the world that have um, a national um, action fraud framework. If anything like this does happen, if you do 
or the worst happens and you do lose some money, you report it straight to Action Fraud. There's a website there. You can report it online. Please do report it every time because the more information we have, the more power we have, the more, the more we can get out there and help people. I think that's that's very interesting because by my understanding, I was just saying like, okay, if we are affected by it, then we report it. I didn't know that like, okay, even if we are not affected by it, only approached by it, no, we should report it. If you receive a text or anything like that, you can still report it um, via action fraud. You can send it to 7726. People do sometimes say it's a bit needle in here stuck, but that little bit of information may just tip the balance. So please don't ever think, oh, it's worthless, nothing's happened, nothing's lost. Report it. No, definitely, yeah. yeah that's, that's a very, very important thing to report it. That's why things like passwords are important. We actually have a, um, a machine, it's a giant tablet, and you can put in your passwords and see how long it would take a hacker. And every time we've done it anywhere, it's, I think, the maximum anyone's managed, it's, it, it would take maybe... 20, 30 minutes. In some cases, people's password, people's passwords were getting found in seconds. What do people do? They use the same password for a lot of things or for everything. Hey, there you go. They get your emails, they get your banking. I think that, that interests me to put my password in and check how, how secure I am. Well, <laughs> we'll be running some events. Um, it's it's just a way of getting uh, repaired. We'll be running some events so in the coming year. Um, and we'll have it here. And we'll, we'll make sure it's advertised and come along and have a look. I can't speak for other phones um but i've got a i like apple products apple has its own password generator use them it's always best to use a different password for different accounts and different logins as well because uh there's nothing worse than if you uh, use the same password that you log into everything with then guess that it's probably used for another one thing you point out like open open wi-fi's Yes. Which is, which is, it doesn't even need a password to join in and then... Yes. Then. <laughs> VPNs, I'm, I'm not an expert in um, IT, but I believe VPNs uh, are, are very good. If you go somewhere and it's it's asking you to re-enlist, re, reconfigure and, and all that kind of thing, be suspicious of it um, because it could be that that's, again, someone using a duplicate Wi-Fi network to try and get your details. Right, yeah. Yeah, now I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to use any Wi-Fi now. <laughs> Let's just, just use our just, mobile data. Just be cautious, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot to be said for having a better, better mobile data um, package on your phone. Yeah, definitely. And now, like, students are a very easy bait for um, those kind of criminal activities. How, what advice do you have for students? Even though I'm I'm a police officer and I, and I, I work within economic crime. And I look at these frauds, and I look at the the MOs, and I do training and all the rest of it. I'm I'm still just as susceptible as anyone else to certain types of fraud. And I have been to conferences and the likes where you know, and the, the, these are multi agency things where you've got bankers and you've got people from universities, and you know you've got some very smart people and all the rest of it. And I've heard people say, "Well, I would not fall for that," and I cringe every time I hear that because, as we say, there's a lie out there for everyone. There's a fraud out there for everyone. So do you know what? You may get umpteen text messages a day. You may get um, you know any number of um, online requests and all the rest of it. And you, being digitally savvy and having looked at your passwords and all the rest of it, you may not be susceptible to those types of frauds, but there's other things out there. And these frauds are very, um, they're very clever, they're very emotionally aware. Specific or certainly more prevalent within student communities is what we call money mailing. Organised criminals will target people of low income, offer these great deals, 
lend me your bank your bank account, your bank details. So what they do is they'll send you, how'd you like to earn £200? All that's going to happen is we're going to put £10,000 in your bank account for 24 hours and then you're going to send it on and you're going to keep £200 of that just for you. It's money laundering. It's, that's what a money mule is. Okay, so what they do is they, they're getting this money from whichever criminal activity, drug dealing being the sort of obvious one. They need to make that money. What, it, it, what we see is if, if it comes from a criminal activity, it's dirty money. Right. And they want to make it clean, hence the term money laundering. It makes it harder to trace and track. And then they can put that dirty money into legitimate mean, make it legitimate means so that they can then use that money to do whatever it is they want to do with it. It, 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 blacklists, it blacklists you financially. So you want to get finance for a phone, you want to get finance for a car, a house, later on in life, anything like that, you will not be able to do that because the finance companies won't touch you. Students are basically being lured into money laundering the dirty cash, as I said previously. Um, and they put them across as fake job adverts. They put them across as genuine job adverts. Adverts for, for making easy money. It looks like you're getting money for nothing. Avoid it. Many become mules unknowingly. The criminals take advantage. In the current climate, most people are sort of worried about what's going to happen with the money, stretching the money, etc. Seek advice and help. At the end of the day, you're giving your bank details to a criminal. Yeah, thanks for sharing that experience. In terms of um, for Northumbria students, if they are in a financial issues, if they are struggling, especially with the cost of living being so much more expensive, there are a lot of support options that are available. Not only are we running the food bank again, there's the hardship fund where they can come and get um, funding to help them get through some hard um, hard times. The biggest resource that they have is coming to us and just talking to us about what, what is happening, what's going on, and we can support them going forward and see how we can make their lives a lot easier. The worst thing on the planet is to become a victim of fraud, um, but then also by accidentally engaging in fraud. I've almost become a victim of fraud. I almost actually engaged in it. I was financially in a bad place when I was an undergrad. That's wrong. Something's wrong here. It's too easy. Yeah. That I went, no, maybe I'm about to do something that's that's going to get me in trouble. And I sort of went, no, and I backed out of it. And I would have reported it had I known that I could report it because I didn't want anyone else to fall for it. It's so easy. You find a job on Gumtree and they, they want to give you money for nothing. And like you, Sometimes you might want to jump at that, but it's all about making sure that you know not to give your details out. A bank will never call you and ask you for your details. If they want something, if they need you to do something, they will ask you to come in. You come here to pay a lot of money to be able to get the best education, not to be scammed. No, definitely. Uh, one thing I want to emphasize that we are for here to help students out. Uh, before we finish this episode, do you want to say like a quick one-liner to to make sure that uh, students are safe uh, out there? Be suspicious, but try not to worry, and just keep hold of your details, and if you're ever in doubt, speak to someone, speak to someone trusted. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks, Brian and Salois. Yeah, it was uh, lovely talking to you. Thanks to our listener, and thanks for your support. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank See you, you in the next one. Peace.